Welcome to the Bible Unthumped, the podcast where learning new things about the Bible might make you think a little bit differently about it. Less thumping, more understanding. Hello everyone, glad you are here as we start to dive into the new Bible Unthumped podcast. This is the first sort of substantive episode, and these first several episodes of this journey will be about some Bible basics. And in this episode, we're going to start with a question about the Bible that seems like a softball. And that question is, how many books are in the Bible? And the answer is, it's all relative. It's relative to your tradition and its history. Because Christianity isn't just one thing, and neither is the Bible, it turns out. In fact, it's fair to say that the church today does not agree on how many books are in the Bible. And it never has. If you grew up in a Protestant tradition like I did, you probably thought this was an easy question and that the obvious answer was that there are 66 books in the Bible. There are 39 Old Testament books and 27 New Testament books. That's what my Bible's table of contents says anyway. Well, so why is the answer to how many books are in the Bible not just 66? Well, because only the Protestants think that way. Protestants are one of three major branches of Christianity and account for roughly one-third of the world's Christians. The other two-thirds of the world's Christians have a different number of books in the Bible. Roman Catholics are the largest branch of Christians today, and they have 73 books. Their Old Testament is seven books longer than the Protestant one. And the third major branch of Christianity, the Eastern Orthodox, who live mostly in Greece, the Middle East, and much of Eastern Europe, have several more books than the Catholics. Interestingly, the final tally for them varies a bit, but it comes in for the Orthodox somewhere between 75 and 79. And then you have the interesting case of the Ethiopian Church, which is not one of the three major branches of Christianity, but which does have about 50 million members. For the sake of comparison, that's about four times the number of today's Southern Baptists. The Ethiopian Bible is the largest in the world. It's got 80-something total books. It seems that, like the Orthodox, they're simply not too definite about it. So the answer to this episode's question, how many books are in the Bible, is somewhere between 66 and 80-something, depending on whom you ask. Now, how did Catholics and Orthodox and Protestants all come up with different lists of books? That question has a complicated answer. Maybe in some future episode we'll talk about it in more detail, but here is the quick version. Okay, in the first several centuries after Jesus, there was no such thing as the Bible per se. No book collection, that is. That's really important to know. Of course, there were books, though, floating around in the many different Christian churches, but nobody was really coordinating who read what. Some books were deemed holy, and they were on message, and they were sometimes collected and put in lists by this or that church leader. But the lists were all quite different from each other. Some books you've never heard of showed up on many of the lists, and several of the books that you take for granted as Bible books were often left off and the total number was not at all consistent during this earliest period. There was no standard. Then in the 4th century, the church undergoes a sort of standardization process, 
thanks in large part to the Roman Emperor Constantine, who insisted that Christians across his empire get on the same page as best that they could. In the late AD 300s, a couple of church councils in North Africa for the first time agreed on a list of books that looks pretty much like the 73-book list that the Catholics use today. So there's the history for Branch 1, the Catholics. But this list wasn't exactly official, and while it did become pretty much standard in the Western churches, the one centered on Rome, the churches in the East, centered on Constantinople, felt free to include some more books that they thought qualified as scripture, and ended up with 75 plus in total. Today's Orthodox Christians are the religious descendants of those Eastern churches. So there's branch two, the Orthodox Bible. So now let's talk about branch three, the Protestants and the 66 book version you're probably most familiar with. The Protestants broke away from the Catholics in the 16th century, 500 years ago. And this was after Martin Luther basically rebelled against the corruptions of Catholicism at that time. When the Protestants discarded the church hierarchy as having primary authority, they needed a new source of authority. And they turned to the ancient books of the church. When the Protestants of that time were deciding which books, though, they didn't just accept the Catholic ones. They did something really interesting instead. And to explain what they did, we need to rewind to around the year AD 200 and talk about the Jews and their Bible. At roughly the same time the ancient Christians were coming up with their earliest book lists, the Jews were doing the same thing, developing their canon. But they weren't exactly collaborating with the Christians on the effort. Ultimately, the Jewish rabbis came up with a list that left out seven Old Testament books that would later make it into those Christian Bible lists. The Jews decided not to include Tobit, Judith, Baruch, the Wisdom of Solomon, Sirach, and 1st and 2nd Maccabees. And when the Protestants, about 1300 years later, went looking for their authoritative book list, the interesting thing they did was go with the ancient Jewish standard for the Old Testament rather than the ancient Christian one. Thus, minus seven. 66 books, not 73. By the way, today's Jewish Bible, which Christians call the Old Testament, has only 24 books in it, not the Protestant 39, even though the content is the same. This is because Jews combine quite a few of the books that you know into larger books. So for example, 1st and 2nd Samuel are simply one book called Samuel, 1st and 2nd Chronicles are just Chronicles, and Ezra and Nehemiah are one combined book as well. In addition, 12 of the small books that we call the Minor Prophets, from Hosea to Malachi, are all put together as a single book referred to as the Twelve. And once you make all of these combinations, you come up with 24 total books in the Hebrew Bible. Except, I should say, historically speaking, the Jews didn't actually combine them, rather the Christians separated them from their original combinations. And I think we'll leave it there for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something. Maybe you can get your hands on some of those quote-unquote extra books. They're really interesting to read. Please subscribe to the Bible Unthumped podcast so that you automatically get each new episode as it's released and share this podcast. 
You probably know plenty of other people who are on a Bible journey of some sort who might also want to learn something. Less thumping, more understanding. I'll see you next time.